It's MMA and Beyond. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much, everybody, who shares this show, leaves five-star five comments on iTunes. Thank you, everybody, for your feedback. Big weekend here. Absolutely big weekend. Fresh off Madison Square Garden. UFC 230. Ray Longo, welcome oh, back, man. buddy, man. This is a tough one. It's a tough one, man. It's it, it's a tough one, but at the same time, I took a lot of positives that I yeah, would love so to share. I. Also, I man. gotta tell you, and I and I I spoke with Chris. I go, man, that dude. I gotta tell you, you gotta be grateful because you still got so much love out there with the people and the you know even the texts I got and the people I ran into. Um, and of course, you know, there's the haters, obviously. That That's always, you know, they they uh, they just relish. And everybody else's uh, losses, but um, you know, uh, but for the most part, man, really, really positive. It was great to see the garden come alive when he was out there, and uh, I thought we were on our way to a victory. So I think everybody did. I, I know uh, you you tend to look at it a little biased, but even reading comments after, it seemed even the judges yeah. had him up, and uh, Dana White, and I know he said, you know, he had three rounds in the bag. I thought he was cruising his way to a victory, and. Yeah. Until he wasn't, right? And, yeah, and, even and, uh, yeah, and again, you know, again with uh, both of the guys that fought first, and we got to talk about Frivola too. Yeah, I, I thought that, that was a phenomenal fight. So this, this is as a coach where it gets really difficult because emotionally, on a high from Frivola, and then things are going good. So I'm like in my head, I'm like, man, this is going to be a great night, and then until it's not a great night, but um. But it's still a great night for Favol, and that's like again, it gets tricky as a coach because it's hard to, you know, you want to feel for one guy and praise another guy. So kind of, it's emotionally kind of crazy for me. But uh, you know, we'll we'll get to that too. But but like, hats off to both guys. First off, hats off to um, uh, Jacques Array, total gentleman, gentleman. Sportsman. And I got to tell you, man, he had the resolve to keep going. He wasn't going to get that victory at Madison Square Garden. I think Chris was controlling the fight. He had a great first round. Taking him apart in the first round, for sure. And, uh, you know, kind of evened up in the second round. But I still think, you know, I, I, I had Chris winning, but I knew it was a close round. So hats off to him, man, because he was in a weird spot. But he went for it, and then, uh, you know, he got the job done. And and the same thing with Venata, man. What a fight that was. I mean, just back and forth and heart man you know Favola Favola built was, army strong Favola was definitely put in there as the sacrificial lamb and man did he come did he prove he belongs there and against a real crafty guy who's basically a, a zombie just keeps coming at you and coming at you and he is slick man He's a slick fighter, man. He knows how to fight in the pocket. Look at that elbow. Yeah. I mean. Favola switched it up. The flying knees, the elbows. Um, I mean, that was a radical fight. Yeah, look at this. This is the best part. Look at that. I mean, Aljo and Al. This is where I really love when the team just comes together and everybody has each other's back. And, like, again, for all the haters out there, man, you can't you can't take us down, man. And people it's all notice for one it. and one for all, and, man. And that's the things that, that one of the things, the positives I took out of it. Was even even afterwards, you're you're you feel so pumped for Frivola. You see Aljo, you see uh, um, uh, Iaquinta there cheering him on. You know Marab's out there. You know yeah. the teams spread out in Madison Square Garden, and, and the fans. Aside from the haters, there's gonna yeah. be haters with everything, but the fans who 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 have never been to Long Island, never seen New York, but they know the Saralongo team and they know the heart that's connected to it and. 
they, they, they can't help but root for it. it. It feels great. And even Chris, after dominating that fight and, and, and <laughs> two, two and three quarters of, of that fight, um, you see the fans and the feedback saying, hey, man, one punch isn't going to change all that. One, one punch doesn't change how great yeah. you are. The, how many people write always champ, still champ kind of thing. To, you can't help but while also feeling heartbroken for him because you know how much time and effort and energy he put into it, how ready he was, how great he looked. Yeah. Um, but you, you still see how, how blessed a guy like that is, man. So it's, yeah. it's, it's got to be a lot of mixed emotions, but again, a reflection of the Saralongo team, man. So congrats to you and all the fighters. Yeah, I mean, there's always uh, positives to take away. And again, it was, uh, man, was that an emotional roller coaster of a night? And again, like I just left Iaquinta. Like I don't have time to even think about it, you know? Right, and, I don't know if people know that. So you, folks, you listen to this show on, on Monday mornings because we usually post it around midnight Sunday nights um, because we record this show late because... Until your drive to Port Washington, you're still training fighters. Oh, no, you man, you, you never you get know, a break, and you got to go in there fresh. You know, you yeah. gotta, you know, you can't show anything. And uh, you know, if there's anybody I'd love to do it for, there's nobody better than I Quinta. So, you know, that makes it easier on me too because uh, we have such a great rapport, and he's a great kid. So, it's good, but it is tough, man, because you know I'm still a little, you know. My legs are still a little rubbery, you know, and, and in the course of all that, not that anybody gives a shit. About everybody this, but, cares. But I'm saying like my, my wife's mother and my, my, my wife's mother fell down and her father had chest pains. They had to rush him to the hospital. So this is before the fight. So dealing just with the emotions of that and then we had to get back home and. All of that crap, but yeah, it's life, man. It sure that is. is life, man. You gotta suck the marrow out of that <laughs> life while you have a chance. But the uh, length, depth, and breath, sir. You know, just Absolutely. a shout, shout out to both of them. I hope they're okay. So I didn't even have a chance to really do the right thing with that, but uh, she's over there now, so it's all good. But as a journalist, how did it as feel? As a to journalist, be there? how did we it have feel, Mark Mr. Mark in studio, of course, deputy sports editor of MMA at Newsday. You can reach him at, at on Twitter at. La Monica, Mark, one word. Saw you, you, you got a lot of TV time. I saw you a lot. Yeah, I was TV, told. That, that's what I was told. I had that front row, uh, middle middle spot. So thanks to the PR team over there who gave me the TV, TV time. I appreciate that. If I had known, I would have been out there even earlier. <laughs> that's funny. So the garden, was, 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 how was the energy? The energy, definitely not what we've seen in the past from the past garden cards, but you know that's that's going to happen as you get more years away from the first one um but i thought you know for chris's fight i thought the energy was was just what pop perhaps even more than the first time he fought there you know yeah, the first oh, time, i thought when we fought there in 2016 i don't, I don't remember that from the first time the 2016 him he got the biggest ovation outside f connor obviously um, right. and then and then last night you, you start to wonder you're like What's this crowd like? Because you see the ticket sales, you see what it's right. like. You start to think, you know. Plus, New York was Mount, the energy like dwindling? Probably, probably it, a little bit. At, but then when Chris it came out, like yeah. the Coliseum, there really wasn't many people at the weigh-in. But I was like, why they're not no. supporting this? Then when he came out, the Coliseum, was that, I was like, wow, it was erupted. And I got to tell you, I got the Coliseum. same feeling last night. I really did from mm -hmm. the Coliseum, and then 
as that fight was going on, I was getting the same feeling I had to, mm -hmm. you know, it was crazy. And you know, cheering so. for him. I mean, he walked out to a standing ovation after yeah, he lost, yeah. which I thought I found, because I was watching it, I'm like, what's going to happen? And I'm watching Chris walk out, and I'm looking at all the crowd, they're cheering for him, standing up, and, uh, you know, just trying to basically, like, will him to, out of the arena kind of a thing, get him yeah, backstage, yeah. let him know that, you know, we can't jump down and hug you, but if we could... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I tell you we would. That. So I'm gonna just do it from my seat. That's kind of the way yeah, the crowd the support felt. What I got from outside too, leaving was was phenomenal. I mean, the people. I mean, that's what I'm saying. He's he's blessed to have the fans that he has. And again, he's got a million haters, but for the the people that really uh, matter, he's 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 in good shape, man. I think he he proved they, he proved that last night. You know. And uh, it was a punch. Was it? Was it? Uh, it just landed in a. I'm gonna say, look, it, it wasn't the hardest he was hit during no, that fight. That's, that's the it weird wasn't part. The hardest so punch. he got a. He had to be hit, you know, uh, just right, right, just right. Must have grazed his temple, and uh, that's what did it. Because he definitely was hit with biggest shots during the fight, and you know, and I talked to him in between rounds. He was, he was absolutely perfect. I sometimes think it was it's concern. cumulative. Oh, I was no. just <laughs> gonna say, sometimes it's cumulative. Yeah. So, you know, you take a couple of big shots and then a smaller shot is going to... Yeah, I mean, but it. he during the fight, he never looked like he was... He got hit, but he looked like he was always in control of that and whatever. So, it's just weird. You know, sometimes it happens, man. That Jockeray right looking for those liver shots. But that was surprising. Buddy, he never stopped that, looking for that, those liver that shots. That was surprising. I did ask him in between rounds, is that, you know... Do you did anything ball? He said absolutely not. But he, I give I give it up to Jacare. I did when I talked to his team after. I go look. Everything to me was exactly as I pictured it, except for the freaking liver shots. I go whoever was responsible for that hats off because that that definitely <laughs> they was were looking for that surprise. from the yeah. beginning. Yeah. Well, I thought they would look like they were going to try to attack the leg from the beginning, and uh, you know, I told Chris got good leg kicks too. So. But whatever. I thought he did a great job with the jab, and he was controlling he was checking the checking kicks and, really well. Yeah, so, I don't know. I'm glad they gave a fight of the night. You know, like, again, I, I kind of promised poor Frivola, <laughs> you know, that he was getting it before that fight. And then I didn't know who got it. Then I saw Lando... Uh, I saw Lando at the hotel when I got back. He was on crutches, and he, he's a nice guy. And I'm like, did you get fight of the night? <laughs> He goes, no, Weidman got it. Goes, Since it's your team, I think we should all split it three ways. And I was like, really, Weidman got me? You know, and I was, I couldn't even process that because I was so with Frivola. Trust right. me, you know. Trust and then, me, then I started going back to all those times. I told I Quinta that he got it, and then he never got it. Then he was breaking a lamp over somebody's head in his hotel room. Probably I instigated it. So. That might have something to do with why he hasn't gotten it after that, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I'm not no, entirely certain. Exactly. <laughs> I think that, that's what I told him. I said, I feel so bad. I said, I did that to Frivola now. Now I jinxed him. I go, you definitely got the night fight of the night. I, how often are their fights more exciting than I, that one? I, I mean, know, a, and, and even a, a draw, um, a majority decision draw where nobody was crying about any sort yeah, of robbery. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you well, could yeah. see it in either direction. Obviously, one judge saw it the way that yeah, I would yeah. where, where, where exactly. Matt should have won. But. Well, I think he was a victim of the new scoring where they want you to give, uh, you know, liberal 10-8 rounds. But I think that was a case where you got to have you got to have that discretion well, you, to go. Man, this is going back and forth. And he, he didn't get beat. He definitely lost around 100%. And, and I'm not even going to argue it, but, you know, whatever. 
You know, I mean, I think that was, I thought he had the first and third round. And, I mean, if you look at the third round, there was no, you know, residual effects of the second round. And normally in a fight like that, there would always be, you know, I mean, if, you, if you're going to give a 10-8 round. But I thought he came back, man. It was a great fight. But again, this, this is two, two fights that pats off to everybody that competed in them. I mean, look, all guys went out there to fight. The fans got, you know, they got their money's worth with those fights, man. And, you know, like, again, I'm happy that, you know, I'm I'm happy that Chris got fired tonight because I think it adds a little consolation that at least he knows, you know, you know, financially maybe it gives you a little more boost. But, you know, people recognized it as a great fight. And, yeah, you know, it, was, and people it was a great fight, your, and you know, it wasn't it, – it, it, there isn't – uh, uh, haters are gonna say that, but I don't think that any anybody could look at the fight and say, "Oh, he got crushed" or anything. He, he was obviously ahead. He was yeah, obviously yeah. doing. Uh, that was a great fight. Yeah, it was yeah, a great yeah. fight. I know? think the, you know, obviously you you, you know you got you want to see your guy win, obviously, right. right? But I think, you know, people are gonna look at the collective and say that oh, that's four and five. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So that's kind of why you're like, oh, there he goes, yeah. you know, but. You know, think about it. if he won one of those other fights, and you're like, all right, it's three out of five. It's a lot right, different right, picture. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think that has a little bit to do with with uh. But everyone I spoke to after the fight as well, they were like, that was a great fight. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That was a fantastic fight. And I went back and I watched the replay a few times. You know, Jacare hit him with a clean shot. You know, right around the temple area as Chris is coming in. Right, throw right. a punch. Oh no, he's like, so you've he's got the forward motion. Yeah, and oh, without it, back. which so I, I always that's say that's what creates a knockout. It's yeah. like a collision. That's when you get the best. Uh, and he kind of yeah. slipped. I think he slipped Chris's right, if I'm not mistaken. And then kind of, I think he glanced him a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. I think I got him a little bit on that shot, but it was just a, you know. Yeah, I got to go You could have flipped and... it. Away, could have been flipped around. It'd been the exact same exactly. shot. Exactly. So. Standout of the night, Israel Adesanya, put Man. the whole whole division on notice. Well, I got to tell you, with what an a impressive great... first round TKO of Derek Brunson. Great performance. You know, I mean, uh, I mean, he hits hard, man. Yeah, well, I, well, I think he hits accurate more than anything. He's he's relaxed enough, and look, he got to demonstrate his takedown defense, which I thought was going to be his Achilles heel. But you know, Brunson's probably a, I think he's a Division three wrestler, which is you know no slouch. But you know, he couldn't get him down. You know, he couldn't finish what he had to do, and that was the difference in the fight. Did you what did you think of the Cormier Lewis fight? I felt like I felt like Lewis didn't it, it, two different you know, levels. I'm gonna oh it is well first of I all one hundred percent two different levels. So Cormier, first Cormier is just a competitor dude, man. He he's at a different level at this point. Look, I think he speaks well. I had a great chat with that guy when we were at the at the weigh-in, um, doing the medicals with uh with Chris. I mean, he coaches those kids every day. 24-7. He's a good dude, man. He really is. Like, every day he's with those kids. And I don't know. I think he stands. He, he represents what you want a champion to represent. And there's different levels to this game. And he just proved it. And Rogan kind of said it. Like, you know, like, it's just weird. Like, you, you knew he was going to win that fight. But, you know, it's like Mayweather and McGregor and some of these fights that those guys just shouldn't win. Like, this was a fight Derek Lewis shouldn't have won, and he didn't win. And Mayweather McGregor, McGregor shouldn't have won, and he should, and he didn't win. But there's something that, you know, we just, even though we know that, 
was still what is the intrigue with you know they still get you you know what i mean and, <laughs> right. and not not nothing to Derek lewis because look man he was fucking honest as hell after his last fight i gotta start training more right. you know what i mean and he's a personality this guy and I mean, to make him fight even three weeks after that, I mean, he, he, he was in a war with that. He was getting beat up with that guy. So, you know, hats off to him. I know he made money, and, you know, he's a success story in his own right. But there is different levels, and I think DC just made this thing look like, uh, I mean, like it should look. I mean, that's really what should happen, you know? I mean, you got a high-level grappler like that. It was like black belt versus white belt. Uh, exactly. Mm -hmm. That's not – that's the guy's and most – it's not – I don't mean it insulting at no, all. No, it's just, not. It's just no, what it is. No, it is. It is what it is, and it's, the guy's never going to win that. He's never winning. Right. You know what I mean? Like, DC's good, man, and he knows how to compete, and he's got the burning desire to win. And, uh, you know, I think that's why he takes those John Jones losses – so bad because he's 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 a fucking winner, man. He's not used to losing, and you know whatever. I mean, he made this thing look well, crazy. What did he use? Three or four different hook. different takedowns. So you know he couldn't get your balance. I don't think right. he ever knew what was coming yeah. at him. Yeah, it was just a listen. I know how to wrestle, and you don't. I know. You yeah. Know? Oh no. That's yeah. what you know. DC said post fight. We were talking to him afterwards, and he said he goes. The difference is, I can stand with him punching and striking but he can't compete with me grappling right right and that's exactly what he did you know right. I, I didn't even get a chance to watch too much of this fight um live because i was i was busy writing the weidman fight and i turned to the guy next to me and go did that fight go exactly as you'd expect it to dc took him down and, and grappled him and then he won the guy goes yeah, yeah. all right good yeah, <laughs> and nah. pretty much what i expected to but see I, happen. I think what's funny is my kids were at the fight and they know absolutely nothing <laughs> and they see this short Little black dude uh, right. against a monster, and they're like, "Oh, this why? Why would they even do this? Why this would they allow this murder?" The way to hear them explain <laughs> that to me, this they were in a state of shock. What happened? Because it just, if you don't know nothing, imagine looking at that matchup when they're looking at each other. So, uh, hats off to DC, man. I think he, you know, he deserves everything he gets. He's no, he's not even a kid anymore, man. This yeah. is phenomenal what he's doing. Absolutely phenomenal. He's providing for his family. They're going to be well off. and uh, He's up and, front about being at the end of his career. And, and I got to tell you, man, Monday morning he goes back to teaching those kids. My hat goes off to him. He can never be a loser in my book, this guy. You know, that's that's the way. To, I don't give a fuck if he lost a couple of fights or whatever. This right. guy's he he's he's doing some good things, man. And he was also respectful, too. I mean, he did give it up, and he said, look, he hits harder than anybody I've yeah. ever experienced. You know, he hit me in the eye, and I couldn't see for, like, 30 seconds or whatever. And I was like, wow, what was that? Wow. Um, what I liked about this card, it was the first one I actually got to sit in an audience. It's, it was a weird experience. You were experience. a person? I was, I was a person for this one, and <laughs> sort of. I, I can't give up my, my doctor hat, so I was still watching the fight with that. Uh, in mind, but everybody was respectful. I mean, most of the post-fight, you know, it was just a sportsman-like presentation this time, and I really enjoyed that, both from Cormier, from Favola, Weidman, and, and Jacare, everybody down the line. Shout out to David Branch, didn't go his way. Uh, newcomer, uh, Jared Conanier, right? He, yeah. he did uh, get yeah, it strong, man. Yeah, I don't know if he's a newcomer. Yeah, he was in our locker room. 
Seemed like a good dude. They had a good game plan. Branch is a great dude, man. I, I, had, yeah. I saw him. I hadn't seen him in a while. Just had a bunch of laughs from. He's just a. He's just a good uh, dude. Always, always good seeing. Yeah, <laughs> man. He, he just makes me laugh, and uh, you know, he's just a good guy. I hope he rebounds from that nicely. Yeah, uh, Dana White. We were talking about Daniel Cormier is uh, saying, you know, he probably has another fight left in him uh, before he retires. Dana White saying that Adesanya is the future. The future of the UFC, um, with his with his kind of style. What do you what do you think the the key is for fighting a guy like that, Israel Adesanya? Well, I mean, obviously, I think you're gonna. I don't think he's got the uh, the wrestling chops, so I think that's gonna be it. But uh, I gotta see a little more of him. He looks. He, he look those the, when you have a lot of fight striking, you're very. If that's your range, you're very comfortable. And he's he's a tall guy. He's rangy. He's very accurate. And he, you know, he's got the X factor. He believes he could beat everybody. So, and right now he's on a roll. And the more wins like this, the more confident he's going to get. And he will be. Uh, well, that's huge what you just said. Because we've yeah. had this discussion before. When you have that in your head where you're, yeah. you can beat everybody. When, but he's and it hasn't it creeped too, into though. your mind yet that you could lose. Yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's a dangerous person right there. And I got to tell you, unlike I think what they did with. Uh, with Connor, they they threw a pretty good wrestler at him in this fight, and uh, that'll be the interesting thing who they give him because he he looked like he passed a real good litmus test for this fight, and uh, yeah, he's uh, he also sounds like he wants to grow. You yeah, know, yeah, he yeah. knows where right. his holes are, and and I think that when a you know someone's willing to address those holes and not just stick with what they're really good at, that makes for a whole other level. Yeah, he's a very relaxed striker, man, which is. Which is good. So I think we're we're seeing something without the bravado and the craziness. We're seeing something like McGregor. I mean, he's been able to hold that range and pick apart his uh, opponents. Man, yeah, he that was a that was a great fight for him. That was a growing. That was fight. a great fight. Yeah. But he, he's got that bravado. Oh, does he? I don't really follow oh, yeah, that much. Yeah. Does he's he? got the bravado? Well, they're but not. They're, can, not but they're different. Yeah, but they're, they're not behind different. him as much because I don't yet, even. But they right. will be real soon. Yeah, he, uh, he's got the swagger. He's got the attitude, um, but very, very relaxed guy, very mm-hmm. like down to earth. But you see a little bit like this guy can, this guy's gonna be fun. And then at some point, you just you're gonna like, eh, we gotta reel this one back in a little yeah, bit. Exactly. <laughs> Let me just pull this guy back in a little bit on this particular con- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this particular concept. Look, then, we, we're in an interesting position because he, he's you know, if Jock, jo- jo- I mean Jockeray won, but. He really has losses to both guys. Like I'm, I'm saying he's never beaten either of those guys. So that's a weird predicament. But he does deserve a shot. If Weidman would have won, and Gastelum would have beat Whitaker, which I think he probably will, because I, I kind of like Gastelum, but it's, it's still going to be a great fight. I think Weidman beats Gastelum again. I think that's just a bad matchup for Gastelum because of right. the way they match up. But. With that said, now is you know this guy here is a great striker. It would be those are good matchups now. You know what I mean? Because now, how does he match up against Whitaker and uh, Gaslam? And I think pretty good. I mean, those will be that they. There's some exciting fights, so I think he's in a really good position, man. Especially getting out of this fight, pretty much uh, unharmed. He, he's in a good position. If if they say Whitaker Gaslam's going to be in February. He becomes he he gets in that good position to be kind yeah. of in the backup in oh, case yeah. somebody Absolutely. falls through. So he, he gets in that because I think that's where they're gonna have trouble is now. Jackery really lost to both of them. Where mm-hmm. this guy, 
I think he's he stands a shot of jumping the line and getting right up there, man. I would imagine. We don't know what's going to happen with Luke. Yeah. Oh, no, he, he could go to 205. He could also be out for another six right. to eight and months. He, he doesn't look like he's coming back to. And soon, this man. fight, Jacare won, but it wasn't anything that would stand right, out right. a convincing win. Exactly. It was a punch. Because he was losing the he, fight. He was losing the fight. Right. So so it's it's not like it's a big yeah. standout. Like, oh, wow, he mauled Weidman and now... Right, yeah, right, right. If he would have did, no, if he would have did that, it would have been different. Right, you know. But the fact that, um, look, Jacare's a tough dude. He proved that. Definitely you tough. You know what I mean? But definitely um, tough. But he was losing a fight. Right, and 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 Whitaker knocked him out. I think. Right. Not sure. What Chris, the producer. Chris, Chris, the producer. Look it up. I know the fight with uh, Gastelum was close, but I would think that that becomes unclose as time goes on. Yeah, uh, Whitaker did was it TKO. Yeah, you know he he. Yeah. I think he hammered him, man. He he did a great job with that. But, but, you know, uh, Adesanya. So I even think even if he put him as the replacement fighter, and he doesn't fight, it's still going to build him up. Well, yeah, it's still going to build I up think his profile. He, I think he's in a really good spot because yeah. it's intriguing, and he's, you know, he's ending fights. You know, he's not just winning them. He's, and they're going to make him marketable. Yeah. yeah, well, that's exactly right. They're going to make him marketable. They're going to. He, he's, he's putting up the highlight reel, so they're making him uh, marketable. Ben Askren was in was in the crowd, and it looks like he might. There's a possibility he's going to fight Wonderboy. Oh, is that what they said? That, that's what I hear. That's oh, what I, I hear, they were looking sir. for Wonderboy against Robbie Lawler. Wonderboy's I, been trying to get that fight for I, a while. I, I feel, I, I hear that it's, uh, it's Ben Askren going to get either Wonderboy or Robbie Lawler. Oh wow! That that's I, what I, I hear. And yesterday, when when the uh, TV cameras went on to Wonder Boy, Wonder Boy was sitting next to somebody. I forgot, but you know they're waving to the UFC camera. Askren's behind him, and he does the the cut your throat, oh, de yeah. you're dead uh, uh, sign. So. <laughs> Well, he's going to be in a weird position with the Woodley thing because they're not going to fight. He, he won't fight him. He said. But that's the mm -hmm. fight. The probably the public will demand. You know. It, it it'll be interesting to see if we were saying upstairs. It, it'll be interesting to see how how Askren deals with with a with a striker like Wonderboy. Yeah, I think he. I look. I I like Askren, and I got to tell you, like, I think he's obviously his wrestling is off the hook, but um, Wonderboy. I think Wonderboy is a shitty matchup from because I I think and I haven't watched Askren in a while but the the times when at the beginning like even when he fought Lyman Good he would take him down he couldn't even hurt him on the floor like at that time you know I think that's that's the problem he'll get Wonderboy down uh, I don't know if he could keep him down but I don't think he's got the submissions like Woodley you know Woodley's Submission skills, I think, are on a different level, and his striking is a hundred percent on a different level. But I, I'd have to see. You know, I know he's had a lot of fights. I'm I, so I'm not really aware of too much of what we do. I have to go back and look at the tapes. But his striking was definitely rudimentary when I saw him. And know. oh, shout out to Lyman Good. You mentioned Lyman yeah. Good. He, he smashed that dude. Yeah, smashed that dude. I still don't know how he gets down to one seventy, but that guy, that guy's jacked. I, I saw yeah. him at the rise, the the grapple. You know, the whole team. Team Tiger Shulman, they go together to everything, and yeah. they're, they're, they're a very supportive team. But uh, I saw them at the Rise thing, and I remember standing next to Lyman Good. He's huge, and, I, and I'm thinking, this guy goes down to 170. I can't believe it, but he looked amazing. He smashed that dude. Chris, is this an update? Is that? Yeah, All right, so, yeah, you're right. It says, you, uh, a couple hours ago, uh, report UFC targeting Lawler versus Thompson and Askren versus Till for a welterweight division. 
Awesome. Yeah, Askren called out. That's, he's called out everybody. He's he wanted to fight everybody <laughs> except for Woodley. He wanted which to make, fight make sense. So he'll take anybody, and they'll put him up against. Yeah. And Askren's a he's a he's become quite a personality. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I so. en- I enjoyed listening to talking about Khabib's wrestling and stuff. So I kind of am becoming a fan. But you know, I'm glad he, I'm glad he's in the UFC and he gets to uh, show off what he's got. What? How old is Askren at this point? I'm gonna guess early 30s, right around the same time, same as as Woodley. Oh, like 30, 34. 34. Oh, so he's yeah. the same age as Chris. What's his birth? What's the date of birth? July 18th. Wow, they're exactly the same age. They're both in oh, Chris is June, I think. But oh, that's interesting. Wow. Oh, 34. Yeah. That's cute. Yeah, 34. <laughs> they're old. They're old. They're gonna be 35 soon. <laughs> I almost remember that age. Yeah. Almost. Also interesting to know, DC, my on that. That age. <laughs> DC is the first fighter to defend his to defend the title in two weight classes. I think that's pretty cool. A guy who's putting a he he really did put a, a stamp on his career and and the entire sport himself. I mean, so that that's pretty cool. Uh, so I feel bad though for DC on just one 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 point. Everywhere that guy goes, no matter who he's fighting, what he's doing, the only questions people ask him about John Jones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, give the guy his due, you know? Like, I, I get that he was, like, everyone used to boom when he was in the in the mix with Jones because Jones would just beat him on the mic, yeah. you know? But now it's like, every other question is like, John Jones, Brock Lesnar, John Jones, Brock Lesnar. Let's, let's ask him something different. Give Like, you know, I, I spoke to him, I purposely, at this week in media day, I purposely didn't let all the John Jones questions go. Let everyone else ask him, and then yeah. I'll ask him some other questions. But it's like, Come on. Oh, that'll torture him too, man, because yeah. I do think that's a that's definitely a sore spot for the guy. But I just think as a human being, he's so far advanced where the other guy is. Like, unfortunately, why would that even bother you? But unfortunately, I think it does, man, because he's such a competitor. And, you know, he's always got the thing with the PEDs. And, you know, I, what I would have loved to have seen was a 30-year-old DC against a 30-year-old John Jones. I mean, how many how many years apart are they now? Well, DC's thirty nine, Jones is what, thirty thirty one. Yeah, I mean that's that's a Maybe. big gap, man. Maybe about that much. Yeah, thirty one. Yeah, that's a big gap, you know. And, and each year goes by, that gap probably exponentially gets worse and worse. You know. Here's the thing on Cormier that you know you know about, but you don't realize it. He's an Olymp- two time Olympic wrestler. You know, if you're going to Olympic wrestling. You're pretty much committing to not making a lot of money in your life, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. because there's not that much money in there in that sport or in the Olympics, really. So he's a dedicated athlete who spends four years of his life for one day, then no, does and it and again, and you know. And, and like, he's giving back, man. Yeah, yeah. No, he's he's everything you'd want. Imagine he's being a good person. You know, yeah, imagine out being a kid and you got him as your coach. You're a high school kid. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's interesting to hear him talk so openly about. His, his retirement and the end of his career, usually when you hear athletes, fighters, or any sport, you're like, all right, he's, he's going to start to wind down if he's thinking about that. But, you know, he's got, his, he's got it he's all planned out. He's pretty transparent, which is pretty cool. Yeah. The, yeah. the post-fight uh, press conference was good to listen to him where he was he, he helped uh, give a little peek behind the curtain, too. Where mm-hmm. It's like, it's not the negotiation isn't that much of a, you know, I do for them. And, and, and so I say, hey, this is, if this is a fight, this is how much I would like. And they say, yay or nay, it's yeah, it's um, he he was he's really transparent, 
and and even in in someone someone mentioned that Dana White uh, said that he could do anything, he could even be you know president uh, uh, or or run the UFC or or something to that effect. Oh, he's got a lot of possibilities, um, man. Yeah. And DC said, no, you know, listen, I have other opportunities. Um, I have other op- opportunities outside of fighting, outside of the UFC that are just so lucrative that I, oh, I, I, I couldn't I couldn't him. do it. I still think he's got more than one fight in him, though. I think if he gets that Lesnar fight, he'll be happy, but I think... What's enough? He spent 20-something years... Enough enough in the Black Beast. I mean, he hits hard as hell. He How many fights did he win out of his last 10? Nine out of 10. Nine out of 10. Seven knockouts. made it look easy. You know what I mean? Like, he comes out of here... Unscathed, no. Yeah, no, and he'll rip, he'll rip through Lesnar in even quicker time. I yeah, think. you know, so it should be interesting if if he gets out unscathed. You know, he he, I think that if he gets out unscathed of a Lesnar fight or whatever fight he might be looking for, I think that he would do another one for another big big money fight. He seems to not, unless it's John Jones, it seems to not take a lot of damage, and so uh, especially a fight like this. I mean, how many times could, would he fight? Would he fight the the beast before losing? I mean, he, it is just such know, different 10. levels, yeah. such different levels. But uh, I want to get some of the feedback. Feedbacks at MMA and Beyond dot com. MMA and Beyond dot com. I want to go with uh, Doug, and I think there was there was two pages of feedback, and I only have one. So if you guys can get me the other one, that would be awesome. Uh, Doug Doug writes, "Congrats!" And this this goes with with what I was saying to you uh, uh, earlier. This comes from Doug. He writes, Longo, Longo, Sarah, and the team, small school with such big reputation for tough guys and clean guys, may not always get the wins, but you get the respect. Congratulations. That is something that Yeah, thank you very much. Resonates. I don't have that in front of me, but whoever that is, thank you. Yeah, I'm not Doug sure what R. happened with the, with, the, with the team here today. No, no, but no, no, I was good. missing this is, pages. This is a great team. But, but <laughs> what, I, what I did here, remember – that uh, uh, Mario from Spain, who had me, I I, I had. Oh you yeah, yeah, shirt. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, let's say the fight ended at t- midnight, twelve o three. He yeah. sent the message saying hugs to the whole team. You guys yeah, yeah, yeah. are superheroes, well, incredible. I, say, I mean, it's... it's literally people from around the world yeah. who are cheering cheering this team on and it is a small team it's a small no, team with, cool. with a big what, reputation you know what's cool we had uh at the fight we had pietro and his girlfriend they're from uh, verona italy and daria was from poland she was there and you know you had Suzaki and mizuki from japan i mean it's 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 pretty cool man i don't you know i think even when people are like you know they're, 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 they think you know they're they're hating on me. I really couldn't give a shit. I mean, it's so, like, <laughs> right, I, right. I look at this thing so Nothing much far though. beyond, like, yeah, I can't. Oh, no, not even worse than that. And I'm like, you lose anyway. You're following me, idiot. Yeah, right. I'm not following you. I looked at one guy. He had, like, four followers and 20. He was following 29,000 people. You're a fucking follower. Get the, you know, like, and now you're following me. It's a, it's a compliment. You're following I mean, people you you disagree with. Yeah, that's right. The that's best. even, yeah, what kind of, yeah, imagine that guy. You know what I mean? Imagine, imagine you fill following. your news feed with shit you don't like. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, like, but that that's what they don't get. They don't see all the other stuff and the friendships and, you know, you got people from all over the world, man. It's, it's cool. I never envisioned that. I never went out to even accomplish that, but it's a, it's a great byproduct and I'm digging all the different, like, you know, countries and. 
you know nationalities and different you know uh you know whatever customs and it's crazy man so it's 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 just all good i don't care win lose you know like again one all for one one for all that's not gonna change anything man you know it, it went it, from longo island to longo international now <laughs> yeah but that's but, kind of the beauty of 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 the sport in many ways in that there are so many you know like a lot of people lament how like it's gone the entertainment model and there's all the boasting of the people yeah. but you know this guy here and you know everybody you talk to as well they're like there's still a good portion of people who like you know, like the way you guys do it, tough, clean, yeah. you know, small family style gym kind of a thing where it is all for one, one for all. Yeah. Comedic. There's still, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and plus, you know, look, listen, if you're not busting balls. Too, with a lot yeah. of shit, man. Like, and the other thing is, you know, listen, we had two fight of the nights, two, you know, so they went in there, they laid their balls on the line and I got all the respect for everybody that participated in those fights. You know what I mean? They all... They'll all have a different respect for each other in the coming years, and those that type of. You but know, they I, raise each other up like it, you inspire each other. Yeah. You, you you really do. It's uh it's think of uh when when uh, Steamroll is in there, uh, and, the, and the guys who are cheering him on. You know, it, it's tell I Ally Quinta you're tired. Yeah, yeah. Tell oh, him you're yeah. tired. Yeah. Tell him on. I just wanted to stop. Go tell him that. You know, I mean, you're 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 having these people who who have been through the fire and who, who continue going, and it's there's a whole t tell Marab, yeah. you know, like you've been through this stuff. Oh yeah, I left just, out Georgia in that whole yeah. thing. We have Marab, you know. Well, we had we had uh, we had Shendi. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's in crazy. Thailand, she she just posted. She she fought last night or the night before. Did she, she posted really? a knockout. She knocked someone. Oh wow! Dead. She just knocked them dead. Um, so congrats to her, but yeah, so you have people from all over the world. So definitely, yeah, uh, Doug stuff. I notice it. I notice it as as a uh, as a fan and and a part of the family. That it's just it's it's great to see Ray and Matt and them get get that level of uh, that level of respect and the guys for being With tough dogs. guys and and. <laughs> <laughs> keep, keep the ball rolling so, Steve. So, so yeah doug also rachel writes in can i hire ray longo to motivate me during my everyday journey just yell and tell me how fucking awesome i am all the time <laughs> rachel uh i want you to know i come well, very cheap MMA. so yeah that, that's that's actually more doable than you think listen that sounds like you need a soundboard on your beyond <laughs> website if you could just push boom like boom, she's, touch she's, some buttons. Yeah, but I she's really just... appreciate that, Rachel. We could we could we could hook that up for sure. <laughs> and James chiming in with Rachel saying, James writes, hearing Ray Longo in a corner makes pay per views better. Hashtag UFC two thirty. Something so simple, man, but again, something you hear so many times. How often so it's like the it's the, the Sunday and Monday after a pay per view that you're probably told a hundred times that you and Matt should have a TV show. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean it's yeah, it's definitely. it's every it's it's every single time. And um, you get the curse on the pay per view. Yeah. <laughs> and when you're oh, on, the, when oh, you're on TV, you know, I wasn't allowed. Yeah, somebody wrote that too that I wasn't abiding by the <laughs> principles. And if they have to, they'd have to tell me beforehand. I would. I would try, but I don't think I could pull. You might it not off. be allowed, McCone, if you want yeah, to. Yeah, I, curse might, be, I might be gone. <laughs> and another comment from Al on Twitter. He writes, uh, tough night, but chin up, brother. 
I have uh, I have a worse taste in my mouth about the nonstop trend of refs letting fighters get beaten senseless from late late hits. It's the only thing I don't like about MMA: the late stops. Cheers to Jacare for showing showing mercy and class. Late stops. That's the thing. It's big time. Yeah, I you know I just we I had this conversation with Al. I'm gonna and look, I've been critical of Dan in the past, so I and this one I I kind of give him a pass. I mean, like even Al says, he wants every possible chance to finish and i think if dan would have stopped that fight people could have went berserk so he did not like he took a lot of punishment after and he did get knocked down by gastelum in his previous fight and he came back to win that fight so i think he let it go another second just to give him the benefit of the doubt but he stepped in and stopped it and i think hats off to jack array also for doing the right thing but um that's the key right there you give dan a pass but you you wouldn't give him a pass if Jacare didn't do what he did. Seriously, so Jacare I mean, landed I, I, some. Like Jacare stopped hammers. and looked at that. I mean, that happened right in front of me, and I yeah. and I saw it. I'm like, Chris is out. Yeah. Why? Well, uh, but Jacare I tell stopped, you, so, and then he even talked but, to me. He's but, like, "What are you doing? Come on." Look, and again, I um all for safety, so don't don't get me wrong. But he did sit on his ass, which is a good sign for getting knocked down. He didn't face plant. Right. And then he did go for the ankle right away, but then. He just kind of stopped, I think, if I remember it right. So I think the initial thing was he's going to make an attempt on that leg and do something, so I'm going to stand behind my original thing. I, as much as because I think the way it ended made the previous couple of seconds look worse, he did sit on his ass, which is a good sign that you're not totally out, and he did go for the leg. He didn't just sit there. He they did make right an attempt to, leg. to go, you know, his instincts went to, you know, take him down, but then he just didn't react off of that. And that's when I knew it was over. But up until that point, so, you know, and I, I think, you know, like, again, I think he gave him every possible chance to, you know, if that's a high-profile fight. And, again, he did same thing with Gaslam. He sat down on his ass, but he grabbed that. And we don't know. The bell rang. You know what I mean? He, you know, and it, but he came back to the corner. He said he was fine for the Gaslam fight. So it looked like the same thing to me. He was He took bigger shots during the fight. And he didn't ever buckled. He never wobbled. He wasn't, you know, rocky. So I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not giving him a pass. I'm just, I think, I, I don't think it was as bad as, uh, and I, and I like the fact. I think you have to. It's a, it's a tough job at that point, but you have to give people, and that's where it gets tricky because you don't want to stop it too early, but then you don't want to see a guy get killed. But I don't think he took any damaging blows after he might. have. No, nothing no, they crazy. Were, they were four. So I think, unfortunately, it was all good. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't two think of them were like it was like two of them were like love taps from Jacques Ray because yeah. he because you saw that. Right, Dan right. And then like, after that, I think you have was, to jump in, right? Yeah, that's yeah. pretty much what happened. I'd have to look at it again, but that's but that was my initial thing. I didn't, uh, you know. We're doing feedback. Feedback to the MMA and Beyond dot com. First, I want to before we continue, I want to say. Thank you and hello to our sponsor, Onnit. Onnit is a health and fitness juggernaut dedicated to delivering total human optimization to its vast customer base of athletes, thinkers, fitness gurus, and entrepreneurs. If you uh, use supplements, check out onnit.com slash MMA beyond. If you're already a, uh, a, a person who uses Onnit products, use promo code MMA beyond and you'll get a 10% discount and you'll help out the show as well. Let's go with Megan. Megan Suarez, she writes, creepy treaters. 
Creepy treaters. Creepy treaters. I know you said you guys don't dress up anymore, but did you get any weird trick-or-treaters this year? We got less bloody characters uh, and more TV slash movie costumes. Curious if you saw a similar trend. Love you guys. Got less bloody characters. Well, you have you have a. I do have two little ones. You have two little ones, so you would be more equipped to tell us. Because I actually run away from Halloween at this point. I stay at the gym and you're smart. (laughs) Listen, I I have been dubbed a bit of a Halloween Grinch. You know, uh, because you don't, you don't oh, want to wow. be that guy in the neighborhood. No, no, but like, I, no, 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 I get, you know what I, happens? I get candy, you know what happens? I, just, I hate Halloween. It's a homeowner. Because I was going to say, you know what happens to a guy like that on Hell Night? You yeah. Your house exactly. egg, you no, I know. Listen, yeah. I used to do you'll it as a kid. Enough, I get toilet, it. You'll have enough toilet no, we paper put, to wipe your ass yeah, for about five you know, years. We put the candy out. If we're not home, I put the candy out. And then they steal the whole bucket. Of course. Not only, no, no, no. Especially if you do. Okay, they dump it. Fine. I got to tell you, you got to upgrade. They take the whole bucket. You have to upgrade where you live. In Syosset, they don't do that. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm not making Longo money. I can't hang out in Sayasa. They, they don't even let me in the town in Sayasa. Like, oh, this kid grew up on the south. No, no, you nah. keep him. You keep him south of a. Uh, you keep him south of the LIE. But, uh, but I mean, they're, still, you know, they're stealing all the candy. They're jacking them. They jack the bucket. I don't think I get it. If you dump the bucket, and that's just bad parenting. They stole. No, we don't do a full size. Come on. Wait, I heard. I heard. Over. Does anybody know if this is true? My niece told me this that if you're over twelve, it's against the law to trick or treat. Anybody, any validity? It should to be. That? I don't know if it's true, but well, it should, uh, yeah, it should know, be. And at first, when when she says the absolute bullshit doesn't make sense, and then I thought about, it, I go, hundred percent makes sense. And if it's not a law, they it should, should make be. it a law. Yeah. South Carolina now. Wow. Wow. Well, there it is. All right, Wonder Boy. It's starting to move, Wonder Boy. It's starting to move. But we did find two houses can that, you, that uh, had full candy bars. Can you and we check make sure uh, yeah, crystal you go pictures and remember them for next year? If you're over 12 and you believe in Santa Claus, <laughs> is that against the law? <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> My kids are going to listen to this. Oh, that's exactly uh, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry yeah. about that. Come on. That's a big mistake. That big means mistake. you're a smart person. Come on, kids. Let's go to Uncle Ray's and check the tree. Smart person. So, okay. So, so did you notice? Megan wants to know if you notice less bloody characters and more TV costumes. Again, Mark, you're the only guy yeah, I think equipped to. Well, I certainly well, noticed it because I, I had a I was with a rainbow unicorn. Wow. Uh, Chase from Paw Patrol. So there's one TV no idea show. What that even means? But uh, those it's a little dogs. They go around. They save people. It's nice. It's cute. Yeah. It's animated. <laughs> it's about the only show I watch anymore. Uh, yeah, and uh, I, no, I, I, I left off at the big comfy couch. Is that still around? Unclear. Nope. Uh, uh, nothing. Nope. The, the couch is oh, gone. The couch is gone. Wow, that's awful, man. So was the Yule log, but they brought that back, so you oh, got a chance. Shoot, Yule log. Yes, but to answer Megan's questions, I did notice less bloody characters, um, but I'm also in a in a weird state where so I did notice a lot of inflatable characters. I don't know if you, costumes like the like the uh, inflatable dinosaur, dinosaur costumes were yeah. big, and kids were walking around in them. I saw like twelve of them, <laughs> and they're like, it's the weirdest thing. They're basically walking in like a little air conditioner. Wow, it was, see, it have, was it was interesting, but it was pretty cool. I can honestly say I didn't see one trick or treater this year. Yeah. Well, I see you're lucky. As a homeowner, I've decided that I hate Halloween because <laughs> oh, yeah. all these the kids that come up, they walk on your lawn, that you paid a nice money for the landscaping. <laughs> oh my god, I just had the thing aerated. You're killing me, guy. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, come on. Killing me, dinosaur. Dude, dude, there's a driveway. You, you know, I, I got a dinosaur you. because they're 30. And, and they don't even say trick or treat. 30 years old. I got to show my kids. I tell them, walk on the paveway, you know, go on the driveway, go on the walk path. 
you say trick or treat, happy Halloween, and thank you. You know, I got to tell you, I love you, but I think I'm going to egg you fucking <laughs> next year. I swear You're to that. God, I might egg his house, Steve. Hey, I don't even believe what I'm hearing right now. <laughs> He's got rules. You know what? As I do it, I'm going to run across your fucking front lawn, too. Just to... <laughs> I'll be out there waiting. <laughs> Me and uh, Joe Fernandez. I'm going to be out there with a full bucket of candy. Because I know he's got a good arm from, <laughs> from playing football. Listen, here's what you do. This is how you're, if you're going to egg in a house, what you do is you get the big size wiffle ball bats, not the little thin yellow ones, but the regular, that look like real baseball bats. You cut the top cut off. Cut the top off. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Wow. It's like a lacrosse stick. So. Wow. I can reach Sayasa from my house. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is getting crazy. It's like it's like it's <laughs> You stay on the South Shore. You see those big slingshots? <laughs> no, far they go. <laughs> do that? Yeah, definitely. All right. So we keep going with feedback. Feedbacks at MMAandBeyond.com. Uh, Kylo, and thank you, Megan, uh, for, for writing in about creepy treaters. Kylo Polanski writes, writes uh, about subject Weidman. There have been rumors that Weidman is going to move up to 205. I heard Ray talking about how Chris was walking around at 2.05 on a previous show. Is that something you see Chris doing? I got to tell you, man, Mark, uh, we had a discussion today. I think you brought up. Yeah, I, you know, it's, I'm going to actually, you know, today, this week I'll talk with him. But uh, I don't think, I thought we had a good weight cut. Um, I don't know if that's affecting anything. But that, that sounds like it might have possibilities, you know, 2.05. He, and he was very disciplined for this camp with his weight. And I'm going to say, yeah, he was even maybe a little lower, walking around 203, 204, 205. But that's – he is a big dude, man. He's so a he could, big dude. So he could carry 205 easy. So so what's the change with that for for people who aren't in the industry? So from 185 to 205, we know the number difference. But what's the change as far as training goes? Does that mean he's able to lift more weights? He's able to – stay heavier between fights what would change about his uh, his well, I mean, regimen was he able to just to to allow well, himself to be stronger i think you could definitely bulk up and i mean i think you see it with gastelum and uh and whitaker they're just they're not the biggest guys in the division but man they're comfortable and they're walking in there feeling good so i think frankie edgar proved it at 55 he was tiny but he was the champion and he was running, you know, you can make a case. I don't think he lost any of those fights, you know. So, you know, that that weight cut is brutal, man, no matter what, right? I mean, Mark's always at the weight cuts with us. And I thought this one went better than most of them, right? I think we got out of there earlier. We were talking yeah, like, you I know, he didn't he didn't think he was going to get home before 5 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, no, I think it's but, safe to say that was yeah, as smooth as a weight cut can possibly go. But... They are. They're brutal to watch. Even when it, they're smooth, they're brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And it's, you, you know, I mean, Doc could tell you, you can't keep doing this over and over and over again without some residual, uh, th- you know, uh, effects. But you can, you know, uh, scientifically get it as good as you can at this point stage of the game. But I don't know. That's a. It's really a good question at two hundred five because maybe a more comfortable guy is. You know, you don't question your cardio, maybe. I don't know. I, but that's, I think there's guys that have proven it. Uh, Gastelum being, uh, you know, one of them. And Whitaker, another guy. You got two top guys at 185 that are 170 pounders. You know, that still look like they can make 170. That's the interesting part. You know, but Chris as a wrestler, 
you know, it's a pride thing. He's going to make that fucking weight no matter what, whether he has right. to kill himself, you know. So, I don't know. Good question. It so, creates new matchups for him at 205 as well. Yeah. You know, I mean, you could you could make a case. And I got to tell you, it's a quicker run. It's a shorter run back to the title shot. Well, yeah. he, he would still, even even with this loss, Chris is still in the top five. Wouldn't he still be in the top five? Uh, I don't know how they even do those. I don't even know, but I it, know. Yeah, I'm not sure how they do it, but I mean, uh, he lost. No, but he's not going to be in the top five. I don't think. But he, you know, it's like in in, in, in the Rocky four, movie when Apollo Creed five. says, you know, say uh, he lost, but I didn't beat him. Right, right, you know, right. it's like Chris lost, but he wasn't really beat. Yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. It, I so just, that's. I look at those right. I mean, I, I look at those rankings. Is it's like thirteen or fourteen people who do them, and um, there's a lot of you get a lot of recency bias. So Adesanya, who was nine, has a big win over Brunson. Right. Branch was seven. He lost. So Adesanya is gonna. I. I'm just guessing he's gonna be like ranked three or four, because it was immediate and he had a big win. They're just gonna jump him that much, and you know. Jacare maybe moves up spot, and then Chris will drop to like I, I'm guessing six. I'm just, I'm just guessing on that. Just right. and I I'm not huh. saying what's right or wrong. I'm just trying to it's predict right, what right. I think okay. these guys what they'll do. Um, you know, but still, I mean, six five. What's the difference there? Really, it's just one. It's just you know, top five yeah, is a psychologically cut number. Anything. You right. got to be able to beat everybody. Yeah. I mean, the, really, the, who gives a shit? If you're ranked number twenty, just blow right. them up. If mm-hmm. I, you know, if you're going to be winning, you're going to be winning. Period. So, so I was asking because uh, curious if that goes into the decision making process where you're ranking if. If you're ranked in the top five or you're ranked in the top ten of one division, would you want to move up to a different division? Do you have to start over, or how does that work? Depends on who you are and what you're doing. Right, okay. Really. You know. Pull up the rankings for 205. John Jones will be either one or two next week. Right. Because he's back in the mix. Assuming I would imagine they're allowed to vote for him now. I'm not sure. Um, I don't know if he's back in the, in the ranking system or not, but you know, there's a that division is not as as deep Stacked. as it once was. Yeah. I don't think, in my you know, my opinion. So I mean, if you do go to 205, you're looking at a two or three fight run before you're at a title shot. Oh, whereas yeah. right now in middleweight, the way everything is, it's could be a little bit different. Right. I mean, things change. People get hurt. You know, whatever. There's a new champion. All of a sudden, new matchups become interesting again. Um, so interest, great conversations to be having uh, at the gym. Yeah. As that, I'm sure Chris takes a little time off now and spends time with his beautiful family before he starts thinking business again. I'm sure. Exactly. I'm sure. And you got now. What's next? Oh man, we have. Uh, what do we have next? Mizuki and in Victor and Suzaki in Argentina. Charlie Campbell in California and a couple <laughs> of guys fighting locally at Triton. Oh, and Biz- no, no, I, and I take Bazooka that back. Again and in Bazooka at the Ring of Combat all on the same weekend. Oh, that should be fun. Where are you going? <laughs> I'm going to stay home and just watch it yeah. all on the street <laughs> live streams. Yeah. I'm going to uh, go to Oklahoma with Mizuki because that was my first thing, and uh, Suzaki just took the fight, and Aljo's really good, so I really... I'm just glad he's going to go with Suzaki, and we'll start to- we'll real fo- focusing on... You know those two this week and the next week and see what happens. But 
going to be nuts. So, yeah, it's going to be absolutely nuts. Yeah, so Suzaki's fighting in Argentina. He's got a tough fight against, I think, the guy's ranked number nine or ten. So big fight for him. If he wins, he's in the top ten. And, you know, all good. A lot of things happening at that gym. A lot of and things. And then Raging Al. Raging Al, December 15th, 15th, headlining Milwaukee against Kevin Lee, man. It's going to be a great fight. Tough fight. Great the last fight. Fox yeah. card, too. Last Fox card. Yeah, another yeah. end of another tradition or error or whatever you want to call it. And I'm going to miss a lot of people at Fox. It's it That sucks, though, but, man. Yeah, so maybe Al, maybe Al send them out with another great post fight interview on Fox. Oh yeah, <laughs> I think Anik's still in a state of shock from what he did to him in Virginia. When when you guys were walking in yesterday, um, I can't remember if it was the Frivola fight or the Weidman fight when you were when you guys were walking from the dressing room to the octagon. You looked down and uh, Anik. Anik said, watch those cables, Longo. <laughs> oh, no, no. I didn't see that. I got to go back and uh, – oh, that was on it was, the fight pass or pay-per-view. It was either yeah. the fight pass or the pay-per-view when you were coming in, and, and Anik threw that out there. Yeah. I couldn't stop put laughing. put the hex on me. I probably <laughs> tripped over one the next time. All right, Bye. folks, listen. It's MMA and Beyond. I want you to check out uh, our page on iTunes, and please give us a five-star rating also. If you're using Onnit supplements, put in promo code MMA Beyond. Thank you, Onnit, for supporting us. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Shout out to everyone who's out there participating, endeavoring. Sorry we didn't get to all of your comments. So many great things that people are saying to Ray Longo, to Matt Sarah, to the team. Uh, thank you so much, everybody. Thank you. I'm gonna I'm gonna shout out your stuff here, Mark. Mark Lamonica from Newsday. Check out Lamonica Mark. That's one word on Twitter. Also, you'll see the uh, – I'll put the link up on the show description. You can hear Ray Longo on the Anakin Florian podcast every Monday afternoon. It comes out later in the afternoon. Uh, and, of course, I'm Steve Maraboli, one word. Dr. Sherry, you were a person yesterday. I was a person yesterday. I'm so happy you were able to enjoy a fight. Where can people hear you? Uh, breaking it down at iTunes and Facebook. And we're doing a series now on concussion and CTE, myths and facts. So if you're interested oh, in that's that topic, cool. Nice, nice. I think Lamonica's it's Lamonica and Manimal for the uh, position of a possible reoccurring guest. Oh boy! (laughs) Oh boy! As long as we don't have to get on the mats for that. I saw Manimal at the gym the other day. He's making me one of those things. (laughs) Oh yeah, we had the power. Shout out to the power staff. The power staff. I will. I can't. No, he did. He sent it to me. Uh, yeah. It wasn't what he said, but it was. It was close. Like it was like a. Hun- it was like two yeah. two a weekend. So oh, like a yeah. hundred hundred and four, which is fifty two times two. So, yeah. so yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely, and uh, I won't be. Ha- it won't be happening. <laughs> <laughs> Even that, folks. This is MMA Beyond. Thank you so much. Catch you next time. <laughs> <laughs>